turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. More resources available online at jennifer-jackson.org. This is Simply for Women. This is Jennifer, and you're listening to Simply for Women. We are ready for part two with Jennifer Alba. She, wow, what a painful story of losing her son um, in 2017. And, And Jennifer shared how ADHD drugs and marijuana were kind of a gateway to a beginning of uh, 16 years of addiction, and that may uh, resonate with some of you today. You're saying, I have a child that's in that situation or, or a young adult in that situation. And so, Jennifer, thank you for coming again and welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So we want to just pick this conversation back up. Where, where we left off, your son had passed away. Um, you said it was alone. You had three policemen that came to the door. It, it, it really just a horrifically painful situation so get us up to speed from there and then i want to hear how god met you the past four years in the midst of all that sorrow of course um so you know i think as i was saying um being a mom of of, of a child that's addicted for 16 years was it was really a, it was a war when I mean, you had you had all these battles and it was it was a constant fighting against something you couldn't see mm. um, and um, and then to lose that one oh. end was um, I can't make the analogy in my head that, that I lost mm. and so of course you know I questioned and you know I questioned God I'm like why would you bring you know why you know why would you give him to me for that long and then just take him away in mm. such you know, he suffered for so long. Um, within 16 years, it was constant suffering. Mm. And so I, I knew there, there had to be a reason. I knew it just couldn't be for nothing. And, you know, it, it, my son is not the only one. There's millions that suffer. There's, you know, there's children that suffer from, from diseases, from other things. And so it was really my questioning is, like, why? So I don't know if it was maybe six months or so after he passed, um, I was having a really bad morning. And one of my neighbors texted me that I don't speak to her that often, but, you know, we know each other. And she said, Jennifer, I just had a feeling I needed to call you and ask you to do some Bible study with me. And I'm oh. like, yes, absolutely. How did you know I needed that? You know, <laughs> That was good. Um, yeah, and so. How many years after Joseph when she asked for the Bible study? I think it was about six months to a year. Oh, pretty fresh. Yeah, yeah. And so we started the Bible study, and, and it was on God's purpose. It was like, because I told her, I was like, I need to know why this happened. Um, and, I, you know, I began to realize with the Bible study that, you know, this life of ours is so short, and it's just a tiny blip in our existence. Mm. And that, you know, all these things that happen are, to, are for a greater good and for a greater purpose. You know, we do live in a, a fallen world, as you would say, and, and we're all sinners. Um, and, and every reaction 
you know, um, triggers another reaction. Mm -hmm. And um, about maybe two years after my son died, I started getting people coming up to me saying that he had saved their lives. Mm. Oh, wow. Um, When he was alive, he would would minister to people. And and, um, at least three or four of them, of his friends, they attest their being sober to him. That's really neat. You know, he, he knew how to talk to other people. He just couldn't help himself. Hmm. And so... Um, I think so, it's really powerful that you jumped right into a Bible study six to nine months after his death because so many people could have used that as an excuse to, you know, just to, to veer away from God. But it sounds to me like right. you ran toward God. Yeah, my relationship got a lot stronger with God, and mm. I realized what my that that Joseph's purpose is now my purpose, and that's to help others through telling his story. And that's why I tell his story today. Is you know there might be one tiny part of the story that might trigger something in somebody to either get help or to help somebody they know. If you had to um, do it over again, and you were telling that mom that's you know years into this. What would what advice would you give a mom that's in the midst of this addiction cycle with their child, or to go with your heart because there's so many judgments and stigmas that go along with addiction, and if you're a parent, then people judge you. Well, you must have done something wrong. Mm. What did you do as a parent to cause this? That's not the case. Addiction has no boundaries. It doesn't matter if you're rich or you're poor. Mm. If you're, you know, religious, if you're not, it does not matter in what, it, it, it touches everybody. It can affect anybody. It can happen to the and best. <laughs> it can happen to anybody. And, it, you know, some practice tough love, some try to help their child. How Whatever do you balance you that, you know, between enabling and tough love? Right. Like, what, so what is... I tried both. Okay. I tried it all. I, you know, again, with the war, there was different battles. So I would have to take breaks because it was so exhausting, and I would pull back, mm-hmm. and I'd be like, "You got to help yourself, Joseph. When you're ready to get help, you come to me." Um, and then I tried other things, like, "Okay, let's get you in the rehab. Let's, you know, let's do this." Let's. Did you no do like an I... Al-Anon type or something for the parents? Did you do anything that was yeah. helpful? Mm-hmm. I do. Well, I did Al-Anon, Narnon. Um, it was hard. There's not a whole lot of help for parents when they're going through this, I found. Again, because it comes with so many judgments and so many people tell you what you should and what you shouldn't do. So that's why my main advice for parents is to go with your heart. Because if your child doesn't make it, the only the only peace you will have is that you went with your heart. You have to live with that. Because when you do have a child that dies from drugs, you go back and you question every single thing, every single decision you ever made, right? I shouldn't have done this. I shouldn't have done that. But when you go with your heart, you know you should have done it. Go with your gut instinct. Go with what you feel is best. So there's some peace, like almost like a a football game where you feel like I left it all on the field in double overtime. (laughs) You know, do you feel that way? Do you feel like I did everything I humanly knew to do um, to save Joseph? I, I do, but, you know, if you still, it doesn't, I mean, you still, I do. Um, awesome. But I still go back and, and question myself, of course, because there are times that I didn't go with my heart. But maybe I was, I feel like I was too hard on him. 
mm-hmm. um, because that's what everybody was telling me to do. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah. but in the end, you know, he was 29 years old and he had free will, as yeah. we call it. And I could not save him. I couldn't physically, couldn't physically be there with him 24/7 to you know make sure he didn't uh, overdose or mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. Um, I I did as much as I could, but in the end, it was inevitable what happened to him. Um, Do you feel and, like he knew how much you loved him, and he knew how much God loved him, even in the midst of what he was doing? We would we would go to church together near the end, and I would look over at him, and I could see him crying. Mm. And I know he was making his peace with God. I know he was. That's I know amazing. he was asking for forgiveness. Yeah. And um, but, and we had conversations, and he would say, "Mom, I'm sick of living in my own skin mm. because I I don't feel human anymore. I don't feel like I belong here anymore." Mm. And he said, "I know if I don't stop using, I'm going to die." Mm. He said, I can't, I don't know how to stop using. Mm. And that's where I feel his, his brain had been so rewired that, you know, that impulse control, Yeah, it, it was just so hard for him to stop. Um, how do you deal with the grief? We have about two minutes left. I want to hear how did, how did you, how did you handle the grief of losing a child? I, um, I talk about him, which helps. Mm-hmm. I I paint. I I never. So before he died, I had no artistic ability at all. After he died, all of a sudden I could paint mm. and I could draw, and I've painted about over a hundred paintings. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I do in the paintings is I hide his name inside Aww. the painting. I love that. Um, for people to find it. It's just, I write JoJo, and um, it's, it's it's a good game for my children, my other children. They're mm-hmm. like, let me find his name. So. Have you gotten closer to your other two children? I have. Mm-hmm. I have. Um, you know, it's, it's it's enabled me to spend more time and focus with them. When Joseph was alive, it was a lot of, again, fighting that battle, mm-hmm. fighting those wars, which took me away from them. Sure. Um, the whole, we, we the whole family suffers when, when this happens, the whole family. Absolutely. Yeah. Addiction is a family disease. Everybody involved is, is, is affected. Absolutely. So has God brought comfort to your heart? He has. Uh, you know, it, it's, it never, it doesn't take away the pain. I understand that it's for a greater purpose, and I understand what my purpose is now. You know, I have to keep speaking his name and telling his story for as long as I live, and I will. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a good person. He, he wasn't, he wasn't, an, addiction is not what defined him. Mm-hmm. He was a son. He was a friend. He was a DJ by trade. I don't think I mentioned that. Mm. He was an artist. He was a good yeah. person. Yeah. Addiction did not define who he was. Well, Jennifer, thank you so much for sharing today about Joseph and about his life and about how God is still with us even in these pains and comforts us and how you ran. You ran to the scripture and, and to his word. I, I appreciate that. You know, uh, you are listening to Simply for Women. I'm Jennifer Jackson, and God is with us. You know, he invites us to take him off our to-do list and to simply be, to simply be with him no matter what the pain. So if you want to know more about the show, go to jennifer-jackson.org. That's right, jennifer-jackson.org. You've been listening to Simply for Women.
hope that today's show has been a blessing to you as you seek to simply live out your faith. To hear today's show again or to share it with a friend, search Simply for Women wherever you get your podcasts. Or visit Jennifer's website at jennifer-jackson.org. That's jennifer-jackson.org. Thanks for joining us on Simply for Women. Take time today to simply be. Simply be with God.